Welcome to the Imagine Talks podcast, Achieving Success, Social Impact, Overcoming Obstacles. I'm Stephen Chan. For today's episode, our guest is Eric Bazu. Eric Bazu is the CEO of Centec Global. He's a former U.S. Navy SEAL commander who graduated from San Jose State University with a Bachelor of Science in Molecular Biology and holds an MBA from Anderson Graduate School of Med Management, UCLA. He launched Centec Global out of his home in 2001 with the goal of founding a firm committed to making a significant and long-standing positive difference for its clients. He was a finalist for Entrepreneur Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year and San Diego Business Journal's Most Admired CEO. Here is Eric Bazu with How to Run a Startup Like a SEAL Platoon. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for your time today. I'm honored to be on a stage with such great speakers, and I'm honored that you would take the time to listen. So thank you. I hope that you get something out of this. Uh, so a little more background and context to me. I finished my career in the active and duty time in the uh, SEAL teams as a, with the rank of commander. I have a degree from San Jose State, a local, uh, a local university. I founded Centec Global in 2001. Uh, I built it out of my, my living room to about a 200-person company now. <clears throat> we have people across the globe doing cybersecurity work, pretty much in every continent. We, I founded Centec, uh, Haiku, which is a spinoff from Centec Global. It's designed to, it's a cybersecurity gaming um, training platform to help people fill the cybersecurity gap, the gap of about three and a half million people that are needed for cybersecurity jobs in the next uh, in the next couple of years, and something that's going on here. I'm the um, member of the advisors of Saved in America. It's a group of former SEALs and former law enforcement that help rescue trafficked children. It's based out of San Diego, and we're opening a branch in Las Vegas as well. My talk today is based on a couple of blogs that I wrote a few years ago for Forbes on how to run a startup like a SEAL platoon. There have been literally tomes written on how to translate military leadership techniques over to civilian areas. And a lot of times, these uh, they don't translate over uh, very well. You can't take, for example, um, an overly aggressive approach uh, towards, uh, towards civilians. If you wanted to um, go out and tell your people to jump in the ocean at 4 a.m. in the morning and then go run, uh, get sandy and roll around the beach, it's probably not going to go over very well. But there are probably about five different things that you could take specifically out of SEAL platoons that apply to running a startup company. And I say startup companies, um, it could apply to a larger business as well, but most of the techniques I'm talking about are specifically for startups, which has been my background as well. These five uh, characteristics are creating a sense of esprit de corps among your people, fostering a healthy sense of competition, taking a renaissance attitude and developing a renaissance uh, set of skills in your people, understanding your people, and then doing things together outside of the workplace. Creating a sense of esprit de corps. <clears throat> when, if you can make people feel like they're part of an elite team, you can actually bring out more in them than they would otherwise do. And everyone can be the best it is, whatever it is they do, whether it's sales, it's accounting, it's uh, ISO 9001 compliance, you can be the best at what you do. You can be the best company, the best division within your unit. <clears throat> One important thing about trying to make your team feel elite is hiring people, inspiring you to do the best thing, but you don't want to um, tolerate, for lack of a better term, the presence of unethical or mediocre players in your team. When you have your best players working side by side with somebody who is either unethical or who um, 
is really just not the best performer, is not working on their A game all the time. Your best players don't want to do their best. They don't feel like they're part of the lead team anymore. To give a specific example, we hired a person one time who in a very short period started stealing office supplies from other people. It sounds silly, but it was bringing down the morale of people, so we got rid of them very quickly. If you have poor performers, particularly unethical performers, make sure you get rid of them quickly. It brings down your entire team, and it takes a while to restore that again. A healthy sense of competition. Um, I know that when, when we talk about competition, there can be a negative connotation as well. I don't want to, I don't want to put other people down in order to do that. Every meritocracy and every startup needs to be a meritocracy it has a sense of competition built in. You're trying to challenge everyone to be better than what they are already are. So there is a healthy sense of competition built in there. In the SEAL teams, every single PT that we did, every single physical training was a competition. You knew exactly every single uh, run that you go out on, who normally came in front of you and who normally came in behind you. And every single morning, you were trying to catch the person in front of you and trying to let, keep the person behind you from catching you. That was a healthy sense of competition. We've had competitions within the company to develop company logos, to develop company mottos, to develop uh, new business ideas. These are all healthy ways to compete. There are also intercompany things that you can do. Uh, we have a company volleyball team. We have a company basketball team. Uh, we have companies, uh, mud runs. We do these sorts of things. This sort of competition inspires people, again, to do more than they would otherwise do. A healthy sense of competition. Renaissance attitude. Um, what I mean by this is the quintessential Renaissance person where somebody is skilled at a wide variety of areas. It's important in a startup to foster and cultivate that Renaissance attitude in, in your people. Everyone can do a variety of things. They can do different things. And encouraging them to be good at a variety of things makes them better players and helps bring up your entire company. Uh, I found that when I've hired people from large companies, sometimes they're unwilling or unable to do things beyond their job description. And I've actually heard them say, that's not in my job description. At my old company, I didn't have to do that. Uh, nobody asked me to do that. I'm, I do this, this is all I do. In a startup, that doesn't necessarily work well because you need people to do a variety of different things. And unless you can afford to hire a lot of people to do a lot of different individual things, you'll end up uh, probably transitioning those people out for the better. Five points for anybody who can guess that is. Very famous lady. Maya Angelou, yeah. Uh, why do I have Maya Angelou up there? She is an artist. She's an author. She's a memoirist. Uh, she's an actress. She's a producer. She's a director. She's a songwriter. She's also a civil rights activist. She's a great example of a Renaissance person, somebody who's widely skilled, very skilled in a wide variety of areas. Understand your people. When you're deployed with somebody in combat six months overseas, you really get an idea of who they are. Um, you learn pretty much everything about them, their families, their strengths, their weaknesses. You don't have that opportunity when you're leading people in a startup. <clears throat> However, you do need to understand your people in order to lead them. I make a point to meet with my direct reports on a regular basis to try to figure out what it is that motivates them. And often you find out that what motivates people, what they really want to do is not necessarily what they're doing. They may be your best person at something, but that's not what they really want to do in life. And if they're one of your best people, you want to make sure that you keep them. So it's important to figure out what really motivates people and let them do that within your company. There, um, I have one young lady, her picture's up there, Trish Mercer. She's been with me for 15 years. She started off in client service. Uh, she didn't want to do client service after a while. She was burned out from a very tough customer. She wanted to go into contracts management. From there, she moved into information technology. Then she moved into product management. And every single one of these, she was my best person every single time. Then out of the blue, she said, uh, I'm going to leave because I really want to go into HR. Uh, I found a way to go ahead and put her in charge of HR. 
She's now my vice president of employee relations, and she's one of my best executives, extremely talented. What's interesting is when she took over as the head of HR, she immediately interviewed every single one of her people. We had about 150 people at the time to figure out what it is that motivated them. So she paid it forward. She basically has become the leader of our culture in this particular aspect to figure out what it is that motivates people and letting them do it within the company. This is how you keep your best people. Do things together outside of work. Doing shared activities outside of work makes people better at their job. We have employee picnics and we have employee holiday parties. So the employees' families get to see the, meet the, the other um, coworkers and they get to see what the employees. It develops a stronger bond between your employees and the company. <clears throat> Volunteering is a great way. We, um, do, uh, we have groups of people that go out and do beach cleanups. They serve Thanksgiving meals to the homeless. Working out together is, a play, is straight from the military playbook, straight from the SEAL teams as well. And working out together, doing strenuous activities together is something that definitely creates bonds. But you have to be careful with this. You have to be accessible to everybody. Um, you have to do things that, that a wide variety of people can do at a variety of different skill sets. Yoga is great for this. Tai Chi, walks and runs, these sorts of things. Um, you don't want to create an exclusive environment when you're doing that. We have uh, at our at our company we have a group of people who crossfit all the time that's actually fairly difficult i don't crossfit it hurts my back but they do this with our clients they do this with prospective employees and it's ended up being a really bonding experience and i've had people actually join the company and say we actually joined your company because you guys have a culture of fitness not everybody's fit but we do have a culture that's based around fitness uh, at a former startup that i was at another former seal mark divine he would lead all the executives through a seal style workout every morning some people kept up some people didn't keep up as much, but at the end of it, all the executives felt closer because they had done this shared experience. If you want your startup to be successful, make everybody feel like they're part of an elite team. And you can do that by creating a meritocracy. Look for people that can do a variety of things and encourage them to do a variety of things. You cannot be a good leader if you don't know who it is that you're leading. Take the time to understand your people and what really motivates them. And finally, common activities outside of work create bonds that let everybody be better at their work when they come back. Thank you very much. For anybody that's interested, um, those are the actual links to my blog. Uh, you can actually go look at the source material for this. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode with Eric Basu. To learn more about Imagine Talks, please visit www.imaginetalks.org. The Imagine Talks podcast is supported by Edge Interns and Mental Power Hacks. Learn more about Edge Interns at E-D-G-E, -E, that's edgeinterns.com. Edge Interns sources the best interns for the best companies. Mental Power Hacks is all about life hacks for success, productivity, and happiness, and you can learn more at mentalpowerhacks.com. For now, to get more episodes, you can come to imaginetalks.org. Thank you for joining us.